I feel like Uncle Sam when I talk to people right now and saying, hey, I want you because it's a great time to be a property seller in this marketplace. We just had a nice little home that people bought five years ago. They paid $440 for the house. That property we put on the market about in December, first part of January. We listed it for $620. It just closed for $650, 47% gain. When they bought it in 2017, it was on the market for 36 days. We had multiple offers and sold it in six days. So 36 days, $440. Or today, six days, $650. You choose. Or get everything you've heard about the market crash for the February Market Report podcast for Slow County Real Estate with Hal Swayze. So we've had some concessions and there's more of that. We're not getting too much overbidding as we have talked about, but that has really kept the market stable. I think overall it lets the buyers know that, hey, that big drop we were waiting for, mm, we, we may have already seen it. People need a place to live and interest rates seem not to be a deterrent. The week after Christmas, my phone was blowing off the hook. I was uh, out showing property every single morning yeah. um, to multiple buyers. 45 days before that, I was here at the office making phone calls, couldn't find a buyer for the life of me. Local indicators suggest that time in your home is more valuable than timing in the market. At the Slow County Real Estate Podcast, here's your host, James Bueno. The one and only Hal Swayze. How are you, sir? You're just saying that because it's February and you want a Valentine's gift. <laughs> James, you are yeah, kissing up. You got it all wrong. It's not the one and only Hal Swayze. He's that's Hal true. Swayze the third. Yeah. Oh, and, and his dad was in here yesterday. Who's the second? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You know, yeah. I walked out of here one day and then I saw a gentleman standing out there. I said, hey, how are you? Shook my hand. He goes, Hal Swayze. I go, he's not here, actually. He goes, no, I'm Hal Swayze. I go, oh, you're, there's another one. There's another yeah. one. Hal Swayze. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm Hal Swayze. Yeah. I'm blank. Yeah. So, what's your full name? Do you, you care to share that with people? Not particularly. I used to hide it as a kid, but it was, you know, that's the name I was given. So, it's Harold Byron Swayze. The Harold third. Byron Swayze. Yeah. The third. Yeah, we didn't grow up the way the name sounds. Let's put it that <laughs> way. Uh, Hal, we have somebody with us today, uh, part of Team Swayze. Who is it? Oh, yeah. Graham Baldwin, our uh, buyer specialist, is here. He uh, does a great job for us. Uh, born and raised Aurora Grande, scholarship athlete, Pac-10 yeah. school, yeah, and um, all around pretty good guy. Devastatingly oh, handsome, tall yeah. gentleman. Tall. Yeah. Pac-10 tall. school. Did he go to Stanford? Oh. No, he went to the better one. Take off that red shirt. Oh. <laughs> is it red? Is it crimson? Isn't it? A different no, color? It's, it's cardinal. Cardinal. My, which is a color, which yeah. I didn't. What am I thinking? Yeah, yeah, that's right. What sport did you play, Graham? I was a swimmer. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, you're tall, yeah. Reach the reach for the wall. Un underwater yeah. basket weaving. You could you, everybody beat, I'm sure. Could you get waist high in the water? I can get okay. waist high in the water, yes. Oh, look would at you that. like to see? It, no. <laughs> yeah. Who would win in a tennis match between... Oh, I'm saying Hal. Hal and Graham. And, well... I'm horrible at ball sports. Okay. Yeah. And then... <laughs> That's why I stuck to the water. Could you, yeah. could you <laughs> hang with Graham ball. swimming? Oh, no. Okay. No, I, only if I tied a rope to him and he dragged me across the pool. That's as seriously as close as I'm going to get. Yeah, I hate swimming. Well, maybe we need to have like, too a, hard. like a, a cornhole tournament or something like that between you oh, two. Just an absolutely. Yeah, 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 air hockey. Yeah. Air hockey or darts. Punch what about a biathlon with just those sports involved? Yeah. Hey, look at it. You need it's, a third it's almost sport five o'clock, and it's time to get to the bar. <laughs> okay, so let's, let's talk yeah. about real. Okay, are we avoiding, uh, no, uh, yeah. are we avoiding the facts? We, the we, we are. No. Uh, so, speaking of bar, kind of. Uh, how? Uh, let's talk about real quick what we have uh, in the works. It's nothing final yet. 
Uh, JT actually came up with this idea, so I'm blaming you. Give, but if it goes well, I'll take the credit. Well, in March, um, I am told we're going to go live on location. We're doing a live recording of this podcast. Yes. And it'll, it'll be video recorded. It will be audio recorded. You're leaving out some important things. Uh, I think there's going to be for, food for and beverages there. There, there is going to be food and beverages provided by Graham Baldwin um, at a slightly but, reduced price. At yeah. a, so, <laughs> 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 oh, got, you got to make some money on it. No, it, yeah. So we're we're going to invite some people directly, some of our podcast listeners, if they'd like to come in and see JT and Graham. Um, they will be there. Well, and, and the uh, cool thing is because it's not like like a radio show. It's a podcast, you know. I mean, we record right. it ahead of time, then we release it. Um, this is the opportunity for anybody who's got questions about anything real right. estate to show up yeah. and put you guys on the spot. We're going to have an open microphone for questions. This is going to be dangerous. <laughs> right? <laughs> We're mixing a few things, food and drinks and podcasts, recordings and videos. So it's it's a little daring on our end, but I think it's going to go well. Alcohol and open mics. Let's see. Wait a second. Yeah. What could yeah. go wrong? Well, the, the good thing is it's recording. and We have a great editor, so we're, we're good. Well, here's all I know. If I invite some of my friends, the questions are going to be, hey, where's the hey, where's the ranch dressing that goes with your yeah, chicken wings? Exactly. <laughs> a podcast recording next month um, at a certain location. If anybody is interested in yep. coming to, to our podcast recording, it'll, at, it'll be on location at a restaurant. Uh, we'll be providing food and drinks uh, probably an hour and a half, two hour recording, maybe. Oh, I thought we were doing it at SoFi Stadium. <laughs> no, we scaled it back. Yeah. Okay. Scaled it back just a hair. So if you're interested, email. Uh, you can email Hal, Hal at TeamSwayze.com or uh, on our website. You can find any of us. Or we're all on there, and you can email uh, whichever one you want. Let's do a market update for uh, February. Yeah, we're seeing a little bit of a trend here. So I'm looking at our inventory, and, and this is really good stuff for like trying to get catchy news because our inventory is up 100% from a year ago. That means we went from 130 homes last year when we had a crazy limited inventory market that may never we never see again. So now we have 263 homes at the end of January, 1st of February on the market for a county of 250,000 people. Interesting enough, our pendings after last January only down 17% after an epically record year of sales. I think 6.6 .6 million sales in this country, which is an all-time record. So we're not down very much. That that equates to 135 last year when in escrow versus 111 this year. Very small adjustment. Our closings are down. So that was what happened in December, about 50%. And then our new listings are up a lot, 90% over last year. That means we had 78 homes come on the market. So that's 90% more than we did last January at the end of the month. Wow. But, but here's the interesting thing. But we had 111 go in escrow. So we still have more homes selling than we have new ones coming on the market. And part of the reason Graham is here is, you know, I mean, he's here every day dealing with the buyers. Graham, what, right. what have you seen in the last 30 days of January, like in terms of the buyer activity? What's that look like for you? Buyer activity has increased significantly. The week after Christmas, my phone was blowing off the hook. I was uh, out showing property every single morning yeah. um, to multiple buyers. 45 days before that, I was here at the office making phone calls. Couldn't find a buyer for the life of me. Why yeah. do you think that is? We saw interest rates basically go from 3% to 6% pretty quickly there. And what happens when something major happens is everyone freaks out and just stops. And they look around and they don't want to move and they think the world's ending. So that happened for a little while. And then the holidays hit and everyone said, well, wasn't doing anything then. I'm not going to do anything now. Um, I'll wait till the new year. You know, interest rates were six percent, six point, you know, three, six point four maybe. And they said, hey, well, you know, 
this is the new normal. Let's go. So here yeah. we are. But in, in some ways, we kind of sound like the like the major media. Inventory's up 100%. Right. 100% of what? The lowest number in history. So inventory is still barely above the lowest inventory in history. <laughs> 263 on the market, May of 2020. Two months after COVID hit our world, there were 880 in the county, and we thought that was low. So inventory is still very, yeah. very, very low and impacting the marketplace. Found this interesting. Got this from a, a great lender that we, we work with closely here. The rates have actually been dropping uh, for the last 100 days since October 20th, which was the height of the interest rate. Was, that was at 7.32% on October 20th. Wow. Since then, the rates have consistently dropped uh, up until today. What about the, the activity of people applying for loans? Is, is that activity changed at all, Graham? More people are going out and starting to apply. So it's correlated to your phone blowing up, huh? You're correct. Yeah. You just had that one cash buyer for our home over there on Buena Vista, too. So that was a cash buyer. That was an all-cash buyer, yeah. That was, that was in December. That was December. Yeah, that got accepted on, on, on uh, Christmas Eve. December oh, yeah. Okay, yep. good. Thank you. Merry yeah. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were working Christmas Eve around yeah, here. Right. Yes. Uh, your new buyers that come from, do they, they look at signs and then they call off the signs? Do they just look on the internet? I mean, are they using the, the big aggregators that are out there? Like, what, what do you see people using to contact you? Right. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, a lot of the buyers are calling into the office. Uh, again, because uh, of our great marketing, James. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, Hal's name, right, is is pretty huge in this community. A lot of referrals, and then just people going online and seeing his name. And if you look at how many five star reviews uh, our team has here, um, it outpaces most everybody in the county. With inventory as low as it is, right. right? We carry less listings than we did three or four years ago. We're going to correct that with this podcast. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> Because that helps me very yeah. much. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Basically, if you had more inventory, kind of like we were talking the last 18, 24 months, we'd probably be selling more houses. Exactly. So the reason that I bring up more homes going into escrow than new homes coming on the market is it means it's just you know keeping our supply level not really increasing that much, which means it's going to support any downward pressure on price. It will not allow for prices really to adjust. So we've had some concessions and there's more of that. We're not getting too much overbidding as we had talked about, but that has really kept the market stable. I think overall it lets the buyers know that, hey, that big drop we were waiting for, mm, we, we may have already seen it. Right. It, it was almost like COVID, right? If yep. you think about it, because I mean, March of 2020, people were panicking. You couldn't show houses. Nobody, nobody knew what was going to happen. And we all froze and everything went down in value. And then slowly it came back, and the next thing you know, six months later, things are just going up. And it's almost like three to six was like a COVID shock. Right. And now it seems like, okay, this is just what we deal with. Yeah, three months ago, my conversation with buyers was, you know, it, the, the, the bottom's falling, it's gonna fall out, market's gonna crash. They're not saying that as much now. When you look at some numbers here, the market crashed in 2020, as Hal said, right after COVID. When we talk about the market crashing, we're talking about the lowest ever number of transactions were taking place. Yeah, nationwide and, and locally. And, and so when you look at where we are now, uh, through the end of 2022, those numbers are almost at that low level that they were after COVID. So there are some experts that would suggest that the market crash in terms of number of sales, not pricing, has happened already. And and it's what's behind us. And now what we're going to see is the number of transactions start to go back up to 
uh, a more normal level. Let's face it, some people had to be bold. Like if I think back in March or April of 2020, I had some wonderful clients that were opening and operating a hotel. Well, guess that you are out of business. You got staff to worry about. I mean, and they were selling and they were moving and they sold their property at a very, very low price. And the buyer, local person, was nervous about it, scared. He did it. And guess what? He stepped forward. He was bold. And now, you know, I mean, boy, has he done well. Unrealized gain, but happy in terms of rents, prices, everything that's going on with the homes. You know, I just finished our little monthly video blog, right? And so, so my message usually has three points. This time I said, hey, I want to talk to sellers. And I feel like Uncle Sam when I talk to people right now and saying, hey, I want you because it's a great time to be a property seller in this marketplace. I mean, I'll give an example. We just had a nice little home that people bought in the December of 2017, five years ago. They paid 440 for the house. That property we put on the market about in December, first part of January, early. Uh, we listed it for 620. It just closed for 650. Okay, so that was a 210,000 or 47 percent gain. What city was that? It was in Napoma. Napoma. Okay. Yeah. When they bought it in 2017, it was on the market for 36 days. Didn't have multiple offers. It went lower than asking. We had multiple offers and sold it in six days. So 36 days, 440, or today, six days, 650. You choose. Which which would you rather be a seller in? So it's a great time to be a seller of property. Well, I just pulled out my trusty calculator and did some quick math. If they put 20% down in five years, they only had a 238% return on their money. Was that, 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 I, I, that was I, like 88000 but they it, made yeah. two ten. Yeah. and that's how much it, of a percentage? 238% on their money. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to be a math major to go, okay, I put in 88000 and I cashed out you know, for a $210,000 profit, and if you don't feel good about that, then you probably did flunk math. Yeah. You know, that's, don't even that's easy math. Yeah. Right there. yeah. You know, it's, it, happy. it's like the saying I always say, JT, it's not timing the market. It's time in the market. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad you say that. <laughs> He's going to get that eventually. Yeah. James, keep hammering. He'll, he'll get it. He'll that's get the it. smartest yeah. thing I've ever heard. James. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I, I, I have a few. Yeah. So my message for buyers is I'm sorry. I'm really sorry that interest rates are no longer 3%. And at the same time, they should be glad that they're not the 40 year average of 8%. There's less competition now, and we've had that for, what, since March mm -hmm. through, let's call it December. That's what, eight months, nine months, math major, nine months. Right. And now we're seeing a pickup of activity. Rates have dropped, and, and we hear, and you know, I, I just hear, that the Federal Reserve is probably going to slow down the very fast pace of rate hikes, which is the fastest, most extreme rate hikes we've ever seen. So it's like shock, and then, ah, oh, that's not that bad. That's shock and awe. Get it? I, I got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then I'm going to quote John Turner because he's always going to tell me this. 53 out of the last 62 years, home values have gone up. So a few years they've declined. So if you're concerned, which everybody is, about making a mistake, um, it's hard to do it if you just hold your property for a little bit of time, even if you time it you know, on one of those years where there's a decline. What percentage of the time is that decline, John? 15. 15%. You're like a savant. I am. It's impressive. Yeah. So so the point is, you know, we've had a lot of worry. We've had a lot of concern. We call it, you know, people scared even. I think people are gaining confidence knowing, okay, this is what a market is. And it's a, it's just a normal real estate market. 
What do you need to do and what do you need to accomplish? Many people who follow this podcast have heard me talk over the last few months about my son buying a house up in Seattle in August. He ended up with a rate of 5.96, and we were very, very disappointed at 5.96 because we had been spoiled by by the threes and fours, right? right? Well, what made him feel better about 5.96? Two things. It could never go up, and it could do what? Go down? Go down. Yeah, option. Yeah. You know, his payment, you know, on his loan is like 3800 bucks a month. A, lot, a lot big nut every month. But it, there's two incomes, and their income's going to probably do what in the next few years? Go up. Go up. Go up. So even if they can't refi, they're going to... They're going to grow into that 3800 as much as it's really tight right now. You know, they're going to grow into it, and they're going to be fine. Right. I mean, every house I ever purchased, I could not afford when I did it. And what, two or three years later, you're doing a little bit better, right? You yep. can afford it now. Yeah. That doesn't have anything to do with appreciation. doesn't have anything to do with refinancing to a lower rate, which both things could make the deal even sweeter. You can't buy a house and get a mortgage today that you can't afford. The lender just won't let it happen. Mm-hmm. I know you stretch, but the lender is going to give you what you can qualify for and what you're capable, and they're not going to do that lightly. And then they're going to have an appraiser go out and make sure that they're, nobody's overpaying for the property. So there's so many protections for a buyer. Buying in San Luis Obispo, California is a pretty good place to, to do it. I heard this from my son. He goes, Dad, I don't want to be house poor, meaning my house payment's so large, that's all I can do. I can't go snowboarding because I don't have the money. Right. And, and I get that. You want to live, too, right? I don't think anybody's ever lost a penny in this county well, in residential real estate, given what, James? Time in the market? Time in the market. Out of bed. You just have to change the way you live a little bit. Would I like to buy a... a a four-wheeler and spend time out in the wilderness and all that stuff, yeah, that's fine. But with a four-wheeler, is not going to go up in value. So maybe I need to step back and look at my priorities. And if you're in a place where you know you want to have investments and you want to have worth to pass down generations, then that's when you need to take that inventory. Thank God your wife protected you from yourself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John, that's such a good point. Because you, know, you think about it, you could be house poor because you bought a house. I remember when I started deciding that I wasn't putting anything away and I had to, I would just have it automatically put away like a mortgage payment. You know, when I started investing before I owned a home, you figure it out. Okay. I'm gonna go to the park and you know, whatever, have a picnic versus going out expensive dinner. Okay, good. But who, at the end of the day, which is going to be a better life over time, right? So that, that's what housing does. It's really unbelievable. Do you have an announcement about next week? Uh, Graham has uh, invited himself over here again next week, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think what he's going to share will be very helpful for anything about home, the thinking of home buying, the nuts and bolts, the things you don't think about every day. It's, it's going to be very insightful. I'm, I'm excited to, to, to have that one next week. Yeah, so we're going to focus on, um, you know, first time, first time buyers and buying, right, with Graham? Yeah, all yeah, all the types of buying situations. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Graham is very knowledgeable in that. Graham, thank you for coming back. Thank you for being here. Thank you for coming back. So, so thanks for having me. Big man. Yeah. I mean, when I say big man, you know, Graham's six eight. I, I yeah. guess you passed your audition here. You get to come back next week. Yeah, I guess sounds good. Yeah, we'll thanks. get there. 
Uh, gentlemen, fun as always. Don't forget live recording podcast coming up. How super excited about it. I can see his face right now. He's, he's pumped. I was just thinking our, our listenership is going to go down when we see us in person. But okay. <laughs> no, no we, we do. We all have face for podcasts. So that's, that's fine. Just giving everybody a heads up. Uh, and also, as always, um, thank you so much. If you want to contact Hal or Graham, uh, you can get on our website, right? HalSwayze.com. And it is Hal at TeamSwayze.com. It's Graham, G-R-A-E-M-E. Wait, where'd that come nice. from? There you go. Look at that. You got it. Where'd that come from? That is, um, well, it's actually a Scottish spelling, but my mother is South African. And when she was pregnant with me, there was a famous South African rugby player by the name of Graham spelt that way. So G-R-A-E-M-E. Correct. Graeme. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, plagued me my whole life with substitute teachers and uh, everybody else. <laughs> what's, what's the most common uh, way that people say it? Uh, Graeme, Grame. Grame. Got a few Jeremy's. So At least Baldwin's easy. Could have been <laughs> Swayze. Right. Yeah. yeah. So good luck yeah, with that. Yeah. Swayze. So I, 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 is it, is, don't is, even ask. Is, I don't know. <laughs> your last name. Yes. It's not like Patrick. It, well, it is like Patrick. It sounds no. like Patrick. Swayze. A Z. Right. Patrick's, I think, is S W A Z E Y. Yeah. But pronounce it trust me everybody i know that that sees your name yeah. says sweezy yeah it's spelled s-w-e-z yeah yeah so um <laughs> so wheezy you should have never said that to is that is that <laughs> what's the correct pronunciation who, who who gets their name messed up more graham or, or hal's last name when, when people call in I think it's pretty even. We track everything in the office. Right. We'll start tracking yeah. that one, Jeff. That's a critical <laughs> tally board. No, yeah, yeah I, yeah. I just want to get you guys in a competition. Yeah, we should a biathlon, a tennis, swimming biathlon. Let's right. start. Let's or, start with or, an arm wrestle. Whoever, a mispronunciation. We should do that. Whoever yeah. loses has to change your name to Graham Swayze. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Graham Byron Swayze the third. Oh, gentlemen, as always, super fun. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Everybody for listening, Mr. Kingman, for making sure we sound good, and we. We'll see everybody next time. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the House Wazy podcast. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. It comes out every Monday, so check for it in your feed for the latest information on the San Luis Obispo County market. The Slow County Real Estate with House Wazy podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and on housewazy.com where you can find current listings and other real estate tips. Housewazy.com, that's H A L. S-W-E-A-S-E-Y dot com. I am James Bueno, Director of Marketing for the House Swayze Group. If you're looking for anything real estate, give us a call, 805-781-3750. House Swayze is a licensed California real estate broker. DRE number 01111911. The Slow County Real Estate with House Swayze Podcast is a production of AGM Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.